You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry Hardesty, what is the story tonight? I was just basking watching the Knicks in Gordon. I was sitting here trying to figure out when's the last time they had such an impressive win, uh, execution, caliber of opponent, uh, just just the bench was great. Just mm-hmm. everything. There's nothing really you could criticize about this team. Now, obviously, I'm not Tom Thibodeau. But even he was smiling. Did you see him in the post game? He was he was trying to hold back a smile just out of out of habit, I think. But even he couldn't do it, Larry. I mean, here's all you need to know about how dominant the Knicks were tonight. Randall and Brunson didn't play in the fourth quarter. Like they, I thought they, they, you were, I thought you were going to go with every single player who played tonight was plus. That too. Every and single OG guy. Was a, a third, plus thirty again. For plus thirty eight. For OG. Oh, how much better can you get? Oh. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better than this. It's it all downhill not. from here. No, it no. I not. mean, like from soup to nuts, start to finish, first guy to last guy, everything was perfect tonight. Now, I think part of that was the Nuggets were uh, maybe a little gassed after a long road trip. They certainly let go of the rope early in this one, but yes, who cares? Who cares? Take it every – we were talking last night, hey, can you get a split in the next two? Mm-hmm. Would you sign for a split? Well, you already got the first one. Yep. And I want the second one. Yeah, the second one is against the team that also got destroyed tonight against the Celtics oh. on their home court, the Miami Heat. So Boston uh, lit no, them no, up. Yeah, uh, oh. nothing nothing but uh, smiles for the Knicks tonight, nothing but praise for the Knicks tonight, an absolute destruction of the defending champs. I mean, it was just great, Gordon. I, I've got nothing to say. I just sat here and enjoyed it's hard, it. It's hard to find anything to complain no. about. Nothing. Now, Nick fans probably will find something. No, they won't. No, no they won't. You never know. No, I don't think so. Why didn't we get Fournier involved tonight, Larry? This is a chance uh, to get us ready for the postseason. <laughs> no, because he would Shake have gotten the hurt, and then you couldn't move him. Mm-hmm. Then that would have messed up the whole night. I'm sure. It would have messed up the whole night. No question about it. Would have messed well, up the uh, it'll be that Brunson was not named a starter to the All-Star game. That'll be it. Well, that'll be it, and, and I understand why folks would say that, mm-hmm. but that, that doesn't have to do with the game. No, so, so you know that's a, that's a as as what we used to do, Gordon, when we covered the Jets when Herm Edwards was coaching, and you wanted to speak to him aside from the press conference after the press conference. That's a sidebar issue. You had a little sidebar with Herm, mm-hmm. so that's a sidebar thing there. But uh, otherwise, no, nah, this is a great job for the Knicks. I can't wait to hear from the fans. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. But before Gordon, let's talk about some of the things that are happening that we're covering on ESPN New York tonight. Another tough loss for Joe and the Brooklyn Nets. And this time they outscored their opponent in the fourth quarter, Gordon, and still lost (laughs) by the score of 96-94. But Joe, help is on the way. Good news. Help is on the way. Your guy. After practicing with the Brooklyn Nets G League this weekend, there's optimism Ben Simmons could return as soon as Monday against the Utah Jazz, according to us at ESPN. Simmons has been out with the lower back nerve impingement since November 6th. Boy, the Nets, uh, they've all fallen on hard time. I'll say this, though. That draft pick is going to be really good. And they yeah. are in the lottery this year, and they're in the—it's not their pick anymore. Obviously, it's no. the Rockets' pick is a result of the James Harden deal. But uh, boy, Rockets have to be enjoying every every single loss for the Brooklyn Nets has to just be 
an extra little it's cherry excruciating on top. For, it's I mean, excruciating it, for it, it feels like just a matter of time before we get the news about a coaching change. I mean, they're 10 games under 500 now. It's almost impossible to play yourself out of the play-in, but if they keep mm-hmm. going like this, they'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. LeBron James became the first player to be named to 20 All-Star teams tonight when he was selected for the Western Conference as part of the league unveiling the 10 starters for next month's All-Star game in Indy. James, who passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most All-Star nods in NBA history, joined in the West, starting 5-5. Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic, Phoenix Suns forward Kevin Durant, Dallas Mavericks guard Luka Doncic, and Oklahoma City Thunder guard Che Gillius Alexander. In the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo led all the voting from Milwaukee, joined by Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid, Boston Celtics forward Jason Tatum, Indiana Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton, and Bucks guard Damian Lillard. The reserves, of course, will be announced next Thursday night. I would expect Jalen Brunson will be a reserve. I heard Giannis is already trying to get the All-Star game coach fired. He's trying to get his own guy in there, and uh, he's working behind the scenes furiously right now. Didn't like work Game before. of Thrones with Giannis around, you know? There's a lot of intrigue going on behind the curtain. Yeah, it's never a dull moment with Giannis, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never a dull moment. It's fascinating. We'll discuss this a little later, Gordon, but I was listening to uh, Barton Hahn. I think it was yesterday. And Bart threw up the idea of, well, you know, if Doc Rivers doesn't work out, does Giannis want to say, I'm leaving because this is not the coach I wanted? And uh, is he now available for the Knicks to make a move? And Allen said, I want no parts of him. <laughs> uh, he wants no parts of Giannis? Because of what he feels like the, the what he would bring to this team. Allen likes what the team has as far as chemistry. Yeah, well, as I far mean, that's as, you so know, well good. It's, yeah, I mean, you know. it's Giannis. It's one of the – I mean, you, you, we, we've been waiting for the Knicks to make the superstar move. If, yes. if Giannis ever became available and ever wanted – I think it's a pipe dream anyway, but – yes. That he wanted to go to the Knicks. Yes. You make that trade as it would make you head spin. Yes, you would. But I don't know that they have enough to make that trade, but it would be, you know, it would well, be a nice problem to have. It would be a nice problem to have, but he's not going anywhere. You don't have to worry about that. I don't that. think so. I don't think uh, so. The Wizards promote Brian Keith to replace Wes Unsell Jr. Keith will step in as interim head coach for the rest of the season. Team plans are keeping Unsell Jr. in the front office role. Full scale open coaching search will take place in the offseason. Oh, Washington is bad, Gordon, and they've been yeah. bad for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a while. It, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, and um, they've been terrible so far this year. And the only the only thing is uh, they're not even the worst. <laughs> they got they got something? seven wins on the season, and they're still in terms of the lottery. This and the odds they're still trailing the Pistons. Pistons and, are and, five and, and thirty nine. What do, ti- what, do tickets for, what, what do tickets for a Pistons game go for? Do they, uh, do do they pay sit? you? I, I where mean, do you want to sit? On the bench? Right. What what time? <laughs> the old joke, what time can you show up? Let me see. What, what do tickets go for? You could get tickets Saturday. Oh, here's a barn burner, Larry. Okay. It's what do we got? Pistons, Washington at noon. So you got you to get up and moving early in that day if you want to get to the game. Tickets for as low as eighteen bucks. When they play so Cleveland, you can get tickets for five bucks in Cleveland. So wait a minute. The Wizards decided that now's the time to move West Sunsell Jr. out because they're facing they're facing Houston. <laughs> the, the Pistons. Yeah. The Pistons, uh, right. Yeah. They're facing Detroit. Uh, wow. in, in Washington, yeah. 
Um, but still, I thought 18 bucks is still a little high. I figured you'd get in for like like the five yeah, bucks in Cleveland. It's courtside, Gordon. I, I, it says tickets as low as 18. No, oh, probably oh, still. Oh, oh, oh. That's, that's crazy to me. Well, and, and how nobody sell Bill. How do, who goes to these games? The team never wins. Oh. I guess something's got to give on Saturday. One of them's got to win. Well, maybe. <laughs> Moving to football, Gordon. It's, we discussed it last night. It's, it's shocking. Falcons hire Rams former defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as head coach. He replaces Arthur Smith, who was fired after the Falcons finished 7-10 this season. Marks a return to Atlanta for Morris, who was part of Dan Quinn's Falcons staff in 2015-2020, including that Super Bowl. Uh, Morris, of course, won the Super Bowl with the Rams in 2021. Bill's still looking for work. Uh, it looks like he's going to be looking into next season. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Now, Unbelievable. I, I did think when it was clear that Belichick was going to get fired, I, I asked the question, I think I asked it on this show, if you're a fan of a team, would you be happy with Bill Belichick being the head coach? I really do think it kind of depends on the situation. It yes. has to be a win-now situation. And I don't think Atlanta really ever made sense to me because they're not a win-now situation. They mm -hmm. don't have a quarterback. Right. Uh, so that one was always kind of strange, but it's strange to me that you have, if you're the Falcons – and you have the options of Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is the way you go. And what it really tells you is that Rich McKay, who I'm not sure he's the president, he's the CEO, whatever he is down in Atlanta, he won the power battle. He, he did not want Belichick there because he's got a comfy position where he gets to make lots of big decisions and he doesn't mm -hmm. have to answer to anybody really. Yeah. So he didn't want Belichick being part of that. And, and clearly he turned out he won. He got the guy he wanted. It's not Belichick. Well, I don't see him going to Seattle because clearly right. he's not going to stand for Pete Carroll looking over his shoulder. No. And, and I think that that's – nah, it doesn't seem like they're interested in him either. They seem to be interested in the offensive coordinator from the Lions. So this will be the first time since 1970 if – this, if this holds and he doesn't uh -huh. take a job, first time since 74 that Bill Belichick is not coaching in the NFL. I think he should go on countdown with Rex. I don't see him. I, yeah, I don't. I don't see him doing FanDuel reads. <laughs> I'd love that. This is Bill Belichick. We're on to DraftKings. <laughs> I love it. Rex and Rex and Bill on Sunday countdown. Oh, that's must watch TV right there, boy. I, I mean, is that like there? There has to be a story. Maybe it's just that he where he wherever he goes, he wants to have total control, and maybe. Things have uh, have changed where he's not going to get that, but it's wild that the the second winningest coach of all time, mm. with all the Super Bowls and all the division titles and all the success, he can't get a job. That's wild. So I guess it says these past couple of seasons have really hurt him, Gordon. The fact that I guess uh, so he's he's not made the playoffs. His teams have not been that good. No, he hasn't been able year. to develop a quarterback. Right. I mean, at least he at least he got to the postseason when Brady left. But, I mean, his his defense played hard throughout the season. I get it. He, right. You're going to have to have a quarterback, and you're he's going to have to have a staff, and and you have to have somebody that you can trust is going to. But I figured that would be Josh McDaniels. He's not getting another head coaching job. No, he definitely is not. So he's going to be around, and he's not going to get a coordinator job until Bill gets a head coaching job. Right? Yeah, he's really kind of he's really kind of hanging him up here right now. He's, yeah, everybody's he's got that Raider up. money. That Raider money will last for a while, though. 
Yeah, it will. It will. And uh, listen, how about the job Antonio Pierce did? Boy, they locked him up right away. He didn't let him go anywhere. Right. Absolutely. Well, look, maybe the dream of Bill Belichick, If I guess if he had his pick, mm-hmm. all things being equal, I would guess he would love to end his career with the New York Giants. And if he don't get a job this season, I, we don't know. A lot can change in a year. Right. But if we, were to, if we were to pick what jobs might be open next year, yeah, it's not crazy to think. Mm. I know one job he won't get next year if it's available. They play in the same stadium, but he's not going down the hall. <laughs> you know, he's not, he, he, he'll retire. I'll, I'll, I'll go coach in the USFL, whatever the thing is in the spring. I'll go coach the, the Canadian oh, Football man. League before he goes and, and takes the Jet job. Unless... Aaron Rodgers spoke to him personally, maybe, and said, "Would that be would that be wild? That? I'm would running be, things here. How about that, Gordon? Crazy. I'm running things. You come here. I'll make sure you get your. I'll get the Super Bowl. You get the record for most victories, and we'll all we'll walk off into the sunset together. How about that? How about that? That would be." That would be wild. Uh, of all the wild things that have happened with the New York Jets, if now all of a sudden, in like a day or two, Rich Semini comes out with a report that the Jet Woody Johnson has placed a phone call mm-hmm. to Bill's people. Yes. And there, there's some smoke here. Well, yes. That, that would be, that would oh. be the wildest thing that's ever happened in the Jets organization. And think about the list that that includes. Yeah, that's right. How about that? That would be. T- that would be wild. That would be great. That would be uh, next week's uh, segment for Gordon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, look, if you're talking about coaches that might be out of a job next year, I would put my guy right there. McDaniels, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. You know, it's weird. He's actually experienced a lot of the same problems that Brian Flores had. Brian Flores yeah. was the defensive guy, couldn't keep an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. And now this is McDaniel. He's the offensive guy, can't keep the defensive guy. Yeah. But let's not go down that road. I was in a no, good no, play. No. Don't, don't bring week. them up, please. That's next please. week. That's Joe, next Joe Leo week. loves my, my pain, so I, I don't want to give him any more. That's next week. Next week. Yeah. Next, week's next week. Version. Next week. Those are some of the things we'll be chatting about on ESPN New York tonight. When we return, your phone calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. Oh. Everybody was happy on the game tonight, Gordon Damer. Everybody was happy. John Giannone, Monica McNutt with the call here on 98.7 ESPN. Knicks with a 122-84 win over the Denver Nuggets. Oh, Gordon, there's all there's all pluses on this Nick Ledger. Yeah, all nothing pluses. but nothing but. Yeah, I mean even Flynn, plus two. Yeah, if you got in the game, you were plus. And, Unbelievable. Um, once you got to like the first half, we've seen big first halves against good teams before. Yes, yes, uh, that happens. But it's the NBA. Everybody makes a run, and you expected the Nuggets to make their run. And when they really didn't make a run in the third quarter, you knew done this is over. Game, yeah. set, match. Yeah, absolutely. So nice. uh, an impressive win. Now 28-17 and 17 on the season. Now 15-5 and five at home. Oh, baby. And for all the wins against the, the under 500 teams, mm-hmm. every time you can add one of these to the ledger. Helps you out. Yeah, absolutely. And builds your confidence. And mm-hmm. for me, I thought the key part, as we get to the calls in a second, I thought the key part of this game for me, Gordon, was – I wanted to see if the bench, in, when they first came in, would be able to hold on to the lead, at least hold on. Even if you, even if you didn't extend it, at least to match what Denver was going to be able to do. But 
Gordon, they actually did better. They actually extended the lead. Yeah. I look, I, I don't know if you can really judge this game as anything for the future. Um, it's great in the moment. Uh, but, you know, the fact that Grimes tonight had a big game, the fact that McBride was good tonight as well, I don't know if that's going to carry over to Miami or the other games on the schedule. But for tonight, who cares? Uh, I think it, it helps from a confidence standpoint. Gordon. Sure, I agree with you. I agree with you that, you know, let's not get carried away. Mm-hmm. But I do think, especially for players like Grimes and McBride, who've been like up and down, especially Grimes, Gordon, who's like, we just talk, more down than up. Yeah, he disappoint, he's disappeared. Mm-hmm. And these are the opportunities for him to show, you know, I still want to be on this team because Gordon, they're still they're still shopping names around. You know, they're, they're going to make a move. They're going to add somebody on this roster. There's no question about it. So are you still going to be here? You know, and if and if you and if you're not, then show what you can do to add to where you're going. So this is really about him and what he can do. And this is seven of eleven for him tonight. And he was aggressive. Gordon Grimes was yep. put the ball on the deck, went to the basket. It was refreshing not to see him. It just felt like everybody was aggressive game. tonight. The Absolutely. pace was good. I mean, it was they were aggressive right out of the jump, and um, they took advantage of a Nuggets team that was uh, kind of back on their heels. No question about it. Spikes and St. Pete. All right, Coach, talk to me. To quote the great Jackie Gleason, how sweet it is. Okay, close your eyes, boys. You weren't born yet, Gordon. I'm going to take you back. History repeats. November 28, 1969, the Knicks had won 17 straight games. That's the year of the Busher trade, and that's where I'm coming with OG here. I see, a, I see a historical perspective here, and you can argue with me or not, but just listen to the story. I'm a young pup at 23 years old watching the game with my best friend to this day, and we'll talk about the game forever until the next game. And they're down 17 points in Cincinnati. They became the Sacramento Kings. Bob Cousy's the coach, the player coach. The Knicks are down 17. The Busher steals the ball after a rally. Cousy puts himself in the game. He hadn't played in six and a half years. Oscar was in his old, you know. And they come back. The Busher steals the ball, like that Boston call, you know, with Johnny Moe. Steals mm-hmm. the ball. Frazier goes to the basket, gets fouled. It's 104-103. Two seconds left. Frazier drops both. The Knicks win their 18th straight game in a row. They had won, uh, I think, 20-some-odd that year, and then the Lakers broke it with Jim McMillan. Right, Larry? 31 straight? 33, maybe? I think it was 33, but go ahead. 33, maybe, yeah. I need my radio buddies here. I think the only two who may may recollect that. Scott, Richard, if you're listening, you got to give me the announcers. I think it was Chris Schenkel and Wynn Elliott. Or or Brother Lee, you'll remember that one. On TV? Say again? On, On TV, Spike? I saw it on TV, yeah. I think yeah. it was, it was Bob in- Wolf. I think Bob Wolf did that game. That might have been the Wolf, uh, Cal Ramsey game. Wolf, Wolf did the, the Giants uh, Baltimore game, right? And the, he called Lawson's perfect game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it he might have been the Bob Wolf game, if I remember. I remember, I don't remember it, but I remember seeing it some years ago. But and uh, you remember Kuzi coming in, right? That was the shocking part. I was like, oh, that's yeah, what he. Oh, that's what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the well, floor. God bless him. He's a he's alive. He's ninety five. He's in yeah. Florida, and I was down there years back, and I was invited to this event. Peter Vesey, you know, was a friend of mine at that point. Um, I just he's out of touch with me right now. He's eighty, and he said, "Come on, you'll you'll love this thing." I think it was Peter. I'm trying to remember. And I went down to this nice complex. It was a golfing thing, and I'm on the golf course with John Havlicek, Richie Guerin, and Bob Cousy. 
Mm. And you know me a long time. I ain't shy. No. And they go, your recollection of that game. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm telling, oh, it was just wonderful. And they both passed. Now, they had long lives. Uh, mm-hmm. Havlicek was 89, I think, and Guerin was uh, about 92. Kuzi's 95, Ozone Park. Gordon, you probably never saw him play. This guy would put the ball behind his back and between his legs before anybody ever did it. And, uh, but listen, this is what this reminds me of. Because OG, this was his, you know, game coming out of the, just just showing everyone how good a trade this was. I really see when DeBusha stole that ball and he maintained that Knicks winning streak. And then we know what history happened. They were in the yeah. final three of the next four years. But the bottom line was this was so enjoyable. Never a doubt. And I can't say any more about OG Ananobi. Every game I watch him defensively, you know I'm a defensive guy, Larry. He, he just does stuff. I mean, and he's so quiet and reserved. Anyway, let's enjoy it. And let's beat Miami's pants off on Saturday. It would be nice. But listen, I, I'll take a win. Even if it's a one-point win, Spike, I just want to beat Miami. I know you want to beat their pants off. Gordon, give me a one-point win. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. The only, the only place that matters is in the win column, right? So That's if it. You, uh, you want to keep that, that little cushion that you have. You don't want them getting hot, and they're coming off getting destroyed tonight. So you know that they're going to be much more focused uh, come game time against the Knicks. So let's hope that uh, the Knicks can just keep it rolling. Dante's in Jersey. Dante, you're next on 98.7. What's up, fellas? Great, great time to be a Knicks fan right now. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Tom Thibodeau, man. When uh, when he took over four years ago, what we were dealing with with Derek Fisher and Jeff Hornacek and Kurt Rambis, and Ooh. to actually have a guy in here that's a great basketball coach. I know there's some Knicks fans that don't appreciate the guy, but for somebody like me, I knew that, that day when we hired him, I, I knew we had a professional basketball coach that was going to put us in positions like we are right now. And I think the guys that we're bringing in, are brought in to fit with, you know, the kind of team that he wants. I know people get on him for, oh, he runs his players into the ground. That's like the narrative. But this regular season matters, as you, as, as, you know, as you could see. And I think we're just set up perfectly. I think even going back to last year, we're talking about the Heat on Saturday. If I think if Randall's healthy in that series that he was last year, we could have won the series. And I think now adding OG and, uh, you know, some of the pieces that hopefully we add to the deadline, maybe one or two more. I just think, you know, Todd, he's done a great job, Thibodeau, and I don't think he gets enough respect and much and you know as no, enough credit as, as he should for all the stuff that he's done for us. all right Dante thanks for the phone call Gordon that might be one of the very few pro Tibbs calls we get yeah there's a there is a large portion of the Nick fan base that has felt like since he got here that somehow he's holding them back or he limits their ceiling or uh, he's eventually gonna wear out his welcome hasn't happened so far no it, hasn't. Uh, it seems like each year outside of year two which is fair there was a big step back there that was a big disappointment but i think uh, at least part of that was that they overachieved by so much that first year where they didn't make any real changes and um but last year you can't really complain about that and then this year uh, it looks at least right now looks like there's more progress but i think the key point that dante made gordon was the front office and the head coach are now on the same page. You didn't get that feeling last year that they were on the same page a lot and even the year before. So I think now that they've grown together and they seem to understand, I mean, we were talking about, you know, worldwide West going upstairs and, you know, going behind his back and all this other stuff. But now they seem to have, you know, come together. And it's, it's one of the few things that you see with this team is that, Hey, guess what? We now have, 
some some continuity, Gordon. So we have a flow from year to year to year. So that's a good thing, and it's it's welcome. It's welcome. absolutely well. That was the problem with year two, whereas it didn't feel like those moves were on page with the coach. Right. And with the Josh Hart deal, that was clearly a deal that is his kind of player. The OG trade, that is his kind of player. It seems like they are working in concert right now. They're working in they're, – they're on the same page. We knew the Fournier deal wasn't his type of deal. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> it didn't seem like his kind of deal. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. I'm on the golf course with John Havlicek, Richie Guerin, and Bob Cousy. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We're having these conversations about how big a year this w- is for Tom Thibodeau. Oh, absolutely. He's going into the fifth year next absolutely. year. The contract is up. And, you know, you don't want to make him a lame duck head coach. And, you know, what is he going to do? And in previous stops, this is what, Dante, this is what we've been talking about. In previous stops, this was the year where he had started to wear his welcome out. And so in his previous stops, Chicago, Minnesota, it was that next to the last year it just seemed like, Players were just tired of hearing his voice. Tired of hearing him yelling and screaming. But I just think, Gordon, that, and just to follow up on what you said before, it's because of the synergy and the continuity and them, Leon Rose and company, understanding what the team has and what players he can work with, it just makes it like it's, it's, they've put together a pretty good team. And now they're just picking and adding some folks. And I will. Now the way it turns out, even though from a, you know it was a rocky start and you ended up giving up draft choices to get rid of a of a player that you signed for free mm-hmm. agent and all this. Well, look, everybody makes mistakes, right? Absolutely, but I I would trade that bad beginning for what they've done over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, another reason why this year is big because they had a big first year, didn't follow it up year two, then they had a big year three. So you had to see that last year was not a fluke that you can. You're adding pieces to the equation. You're adding talent. You're building a foundation. And I think that the front office, at least originally, was just – the first year they just kind of worked with what they had. And then that first offseason they went out and, and made moves. And I think that they, they've always tried to kind of remain flexible while getting better. And I think that what kind of sh- shifted here was they started built they started building things more towards Tom Thibodeau's type of players, which might not be everybody's type of players. Mm-hmm. But the Josh Hart deal was clearly that kind of way. The Brunson one probably would have been no matter what, but um, OG is a perfect kind of fit for for Tibbs' style too. So I think that they've kind of leaned into what they have at the head coach, and I I think it's kind of worked out so far. Now again, it, it depends on the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. It does. But at least right it now, it looks pretty good. It's almost like they said, well, well, I guess we'll keep him around. So let's see what he wants. <laughs> well, you got to give it a fair shot, right? Like you, you mm-hmm. can't just – this is why I don't think Tibbs is a great coach because you can't just give him anything and he's going to make it better. He right. ha- I think he, he has a very specific style that, ha- that, that, that that's the only way it's going to work with him. Uh, and he needs his own kind of players. And since they've gotten more of those players, the, the numbers have improved. Back to the phones. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 98.7. Hey, good evening, Larry. GD, shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in after, you know, it was really a spectacular win. I can't have any complaints. I I know you guys saw my turnover tweet. You know, they were dominating in the first half, and they pretty much kept, kept that pace going. And, 
as soon as Murray made that first turnover, like literally at the top of the ball, I just kind of knew I'm like, this doesn't look like it, it, it looked like the Knicks were definitely zeroed in and Denver was kind of already like on its heels. But um, my uh, the pretty much the larger point that I have with the Knicks, because I think that they, you know, to me, the, the reason that the expectations rose rose for some Knicks fans like myself after the trade is because if we're structurally a better team and if we look like a better team, you know, from seeing what we see on the court, where we're actually dominating, you know, those lesser teams and not allowing them to come back, et cetera, et cetera, then the end result should be at least a, at least an improvement, which is what we hope. But, um, you know, so that's why I kind of find it funny when I hear, you know, what I call the grifters who were, you know, desperate for a trade last year for Donovan Mitchell and desperate for a trade this year when things were going wrong to now all of a sudden say, let's not mess with it when it's like, if we know that bench scoring is a weakness, let's try to get a bench score. If we know that we can possibly have an upgrade at two where it actually strengthens our bench with DiVincenzo going to the bench, let's try let, let, let's try that option. Let's not, you know, dismiss those options because, you know, the trade deadline is looming. And if we can possibly, you know, be one of those teams that, you know, let's say somebody gets hurt hurt for another team because it is the playoffs and things like that do happen. Why not? Why not the Knicks? Why can't we make that magical run? Now, I don't mean to, you know, get on my friend Spike because, you know, me and him are very good friends. But if OG's the butcher, then he, he'll have to eat the words of Randall, of Randall, of Randall, uh, of us winning with Randall as the number two option, which I, which I would want nothing more to, more, more, more than to happen. Hopefully, we can get this going. And also, you know, like you said, Gordon, with tips. When you get his specific type of player, he is going to do well. My concern is is the ring that he gets credit for being the defensive strategist for Boston. We also have to take into account that that team had three Hall of Fame players and a young emerging star in Ray John Rondo that was developing and a fully stacked uh, roster full of veterans that ended up, you know, pretty much crushing the Lakers in that, in that series. So we got to also keep that mind, keep that in mindset as well. Hopefully it works out and we can, you know, pull, pull this out and we might have some Hall of Famers on our team here. Have a great one guys. All right, Jose, thanks for the phone call. Well, well, Um, This team is not going to win a championship. No, no, no. Mm -mm. That can't be your expectation. No. You just want to just enjoy the ride. Well, See I mean, I think that there's an expectation the that, like, I, I think the range of expectations are low floor is winning a, a, a first round playoff series like last year and losing in the second round again and being more competitive or getting past the second round. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's somewhere in that range. Yes. Anything less than that will be a disappointment. Anything more than that will you'll throw a parade. But Absolutely. I, I don't think that if your expectations are to compete for a championship with this group here, uh, I think you're getting a little carried away. And I do think the Knicks will eventually round out the rotation with another deal. But Absolutely. No need I to agree. rush things. And the point about Spike with the Butcher and OG, it's what that person meant defensively to that team. Because the other part of it was – it allowed Willis Reed to move to the center position and uh, they traded Walt Bellamy away. So now it was more of a, it was a better defensive 
situation. And mm-hmm. that's really what he's – that's the parallel that Spike is making, that it makes them better defensively. And listen, they were they had to make a move because once they moved Obi, Obi Toppin, they had no size behind Julius Randle. So they had to make a move to get bigger up front. That was the main reason, aside from, you know, needing a 3 and D, and we've been talking about Ananobi like – you know, we've been thirsty for him right. forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the main, but they really had to pull the trigger this time because they were getting out. I mean, you remember, Gordon, we were looking at Josh Hart trying to defend Brooke yeah. Lopez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it, was... it wasn't working. No. Clearly. So that's why they had to make that move. So listen, the way it's going right now, uh, things are good. Yeah. So and, it, and by winning, I think it buys you some time as well, right? Like if yeah. it didn't work as well as it's working right now, if, if they had gotten OG and he was good, but you know the record wasn't the same way, they might feel pressure to put a, a deal together quicker. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather have as much time as possible to make a deal because you don't know what. Once you make the deal, it's done. You're yeah. not going to be going and making another one. So let's let's take our time. We got mm-hmm. time. Things are yep. going well. Yeah. Let's see how it plays out. Just keep it rolling. That's all I want to do, Gordon. Just keep it rolling. As long as you keep it rolling, I'm very, very happy. ESPN New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson. It's an intimate event with the Big Apple in the Big Apple with the Jet Star wide receiver. For your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage, go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. An evening with Garrett Wilson is brought to you by Corona and Samsung Automall. When we return, We'll turn our attention to the National Football League, Gordon. The Final Four comes up this weekend. And so where's Bill Belichick going to end up? Is he actually going to be unemployed this season? We'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. think you know i mean you're 71 years old so obviously the shelf life is not long that's obviously the biggest thing and and then the power that he would want now it's been said that no no he's not all about that but i, I think that's what he's been about he's picked all the players in new, uh, new england and and you know so obviously he'd step away but how many general managers are going to feel good with bill belichick oh by the way bill you're going to take this player and people are afraid you know they're afraid to hire better people or great people and it's funny, back when I was in the game, I always wanted to surround myself with as good or better than me. And I don't know why the hell that that's not the case anymore. But obviously, if it was based on a coaching resume, Belichick would be the first guy to hire. But there's also some, uh, you know, I mean, the age is obviously a big concern. The Mac Jones lack of development. I, I mean, I don't know if that's directly on Bill, but it's certainly uh, on his resume. Arnstein Damer on ESPN New York tonight. Rex Ryan on Barton Hahn. <sighs> Talking about why Bill Belichick hasn't gotten hired, Gordon. <laughs> well, I, I do think that it does sound ridiculous, right? That Bill Belichick is really going does. to go with all these openings popping up. That he is going to go and, and not get a job when, I mean, some of the names... Was a Brian Callahan? I mean, the, some of the names yeah. are not exactly household names. And here's Bill Belichick of all the Super Bowls, eight Super Bowl titles, and everything else. Yeah. But when you really get into the specifics of it, it kind of lines up because he ruled out all the AFC teams. Now, maybe that was because the AFC teams he knew didn't have any interest in him, or he thought that he was going to get the Falcons' job, and then that kind of fell apart, and 
By the time it fell apart, the other jobs weren't available. Mm-hmm. But when you really get into the, the nuts and bolts of it, it kind of makes it. The only thing I will say that makes no sense whatsoever, if you have a head coaching opening and you didn't at least interview Bill Belichick, yeah. Yeah, just to right. get an idea of what he thinks of your organization, exactly. that's stupid. That's just plain old dumb. Even if you have no real interest in hiring him, you should at least talk to him just to get his – you cast a wide net. Uh, so it's uh, it's strange. It's absolutely strange. But Carolina was never uh, a of real possibility no. for him. No. Tennessee was never a possibility Mm-mm. for him. He left New England, so that wasn't a possibility. The Seahawks are not going to replace Pete Carroll. Mm-mm. It seemed like part of the issue with Pete Carroll was – he was a, a little older, so you're not going to bring in Bill Belichick at 71. Right. So it's, it's, and there really weren't that many jo- – we thought there were going to be more jobs. We thought the Cowboys certainly was going to be open. Yeah, yeah. And we thought the Eagles might be open. Yeah. And those didn't open, so – and the Bills didn't open. It's crazy. Well, here – now, this was interesting to me when I heard it. This is what Adam Schefter said. Now, he was on Get Up this morning. And he has not not something immediate, but maybe something you might keep an eye on. Here's what Schefter had to say. This is purely speculative. I want to be very clear. And we're just throwing this out there, having some fun. But we've heard over and over about the possibility that at some point in time, Andy Reid could walk away from football. So if the Chiefs were to win the Super Bowl this year, could that, would that make him more likely to walk? And if he did walk at that point in time and you're the Kansas City Chiefs and Bill Belichick were still sitting out there, would that not be an interesting possibility if that's what Andy Reid decided to do, to go take a run at arguably the greatest coach of all time and to replace one legend with another? Again, we're having fun. We're throwing things out there. But that's interesting to watch if the Chiefs can find their way to win the Super Bowl. Well, there's a good quarterback in Kansas City, Gordon. <laughs> I thought our conversation about the Jets was silly. <laughs> yeah, that was really out there. I thought I thought bringing up the idea of him being a, a candidate for the Giants in a year from now was a little out there. I didn't realize I wasn't going out far enough. Well, you know, this is this is uh, just conversation. Yes, know. absolutely. Just conversation and, because yeah. it's so crazy that he's it not. It is crazy that, that there's going to be a year without Bill Belichick coaching. Yeah. I mean, and it looks like nobody, he didn't go on any other interviews. He went on one interview, one team. Yeah. Belichick, that's, that's, one team. That is, that is wild to me. That is, that is, well, look, look at the teams that are hiring. They're all yeah. idiots. A lot of them are idiots, right? Like the Falcons can't get, the reports out of Atlanta was that Arthur Blank interviewed Belichick, liked him, but then he started talking to people, Rich McKay and other people within the organization, and then he didn't know what to do, and he was flustered. And that's, not, that's not a well-run organization. Mm-hmm. The Chargers, that one seemed like a possibility, but then Jim Harbaugh got that. Okay, right. I can understand that. Harbaugh's a bit younger, and mm-hmm. uh, there's more work to be done there. So, And it seemed like that, that, that one was kind of crossed off the list because it was an AFC team. Mm-hmm. There, there, were, there really weren't that many possible landing spots for him. And the one that was Atlanta, something went sideways there. Yeah, it's, it just, it's just crazy. It really is. And, 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 let, and let's be honest. It's not like Atlanta is, is leading the league in, in, in good decisions here lately. I mean, no. they, had, they had Raheem Morris. He was an interim coach for him. Yeah. For them, and they let him go. Yeah. And now they're bringing him back. Yeah. So 
He looks better now that he won somewhere else. Yes. And, and, and look, if he can put together, it seems like he's very popular in the league. If he can put together a, a real good staff, that's, that's the first job of hiring yes. anybody is putting together a really legitimate staff that's going to help the organization. So hopefully for Raheem Morris, he gets the, the chance to do that. Let's head back to the phones. Charles is in Brooklyn. Charles, you're next on 98.7. Yes, sir. Two things. All right, first thing first. I got a bold statement to me. I'm not going to bite my tongue on this. The Knicks will win a championship soon. It, it might be this year. A All championship, right? an NBA they, championship they, this year. They, yeah, they may be the next um, distance of 2004. Mm-hmm. They may be that team. Okay. Now, with Belichick, you guys left out a team, and that's the Washington Commanders. Come on. I mean, they're relevant. I mean, you know. He may end up a Washington Commanders coach. Well, we didn't, we didn't leave him out, Charles. It's just that he he seems to be, and thanks for the phone call. We seem he seems to want to go where there's a very good quarterback. They don't have a very good quarterback. Well, they in haven't Washington. interviewed him, and they don't seem to have any yeah. interest in interviewing him. It seems, at least according to the reports, and look, the reports could change because a week ago the reports were he was going to Atlanta. But yeah. at least right now, it seems like that they have their eye on the defense, the offensive coordinator of the uh, the Lions, Ben Johnson, and mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be their pick whenever they get a chance to to talk to him again and hire him. It's going might be this week, might be after these week, the, the games this weekend, might be after the Super Bowl, might be. Yeah, when he's eliminated, they'll call him, <laughs> you know, and and or they could do if he happens to move forward, they can do it the week in between. They could talk to him during, they that, could. during that week, during that off week. If, mm-hmm. if they I think that. they've talked to him once already, mm-hmm. but uh, can they hire him? I guess you could kind of have a deal in place. Yeah, you could kind of yeah, a handshake agreement. Yeah, see, the problem with that is that, that you kind of get a late start putting your staff together. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless he makes some phone calls. I guess I get this yep. right working Gordon, you know. working behind the scenes. Yeah, Gordon, you know, I'm up mm-hmm. for this night job. Mm-hmm. ESPN New York tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get it, I'll oh, pitching look. you as my I'm, co-host. I, that's my that's my out, Larry. If I could get hired by an actual NFL team to do some, sweep up, be the janitor, I'd, I'd be on that team. I'd get rid of all this dolphin junk and I'd, whoever <laughs> it out. is, I'll be ready to go. I'm cheap. Ella's in Jersey. L, you're next on 98.7. <laughs> What's up, guys? Long time, man. Hope you and the fam are well. Shout out to Raider Nation. Um, so this weekend for the games, uh, it, it's, for me, it's the stories. You know, my Raiders are out of it, but, you know, I would love to see the Detroit Lions get that monkey off their shoulders, beat the Niners, get to the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for Lamar and the Ravens. Lamar had a fantastic season put the chiefs out of there the swifties go home lions ravens my pick lions super bowl i'm not you know i don't know if you guys want to go official and make your picks and so i'm going lions all the way want to hear what you guys got to say and then one last question what do you guys think about raiders hiring ap officially as a head coach I'll hang up, listen to what you guys got to say. One left. All right, Elm. Thanks, thanks for, uh, for the phone call. You, you know what, Gordon? Is it out of the – and I don't think they would. But if San Francisco doesn't get to the 
gets eliminated again? Yeah. Would they uh, consider doing something? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't think. I, it would have to depend on how we see it, but I don't. I wouldn't think so. Would Bill it would available? be a huge disappointment, right? Would I mean, Bill, another year where you get there, you just can't get over the hump. Bill would get them over L- the hump. Look, of the things that have been suggested in the show that we are doing right now, that is that's that's lining up far better than than the things that I'm throwing out there. Would you? Couldn't that? Wouldn't that be something? That would be wild. The problem uh, in terms of the Raiders, I, I, I'm happy to see that Antonio Pierce mm-hmm. got the job. Yes. Now his problem is the job. <laughs> he's yeah. got he's got a lot of work. Um, he does. I, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Where are they picking eight or nine or something like that? So yeah. it's uh, it's an uphill climb, and it's a it's a tough division, right? You just got Jim yeah. Harbaugh in the division now, Ooh. who who walks in with the, I think the best winning percentage of any active NFL coach. Mm-hmm. And the other the other part of it, though, if you're a Raiders fan like L is, at least they listened to the players this time because mm-hmm. they had a coach after Gruden left. Who did a great the the offensive coordinator who they who took over Rich Pisaccio yeah thank you yeah he did well yeah and they said got him oh, into the playoffs won that playoff game against goodbye. the Chargers yeah let's go I mean, get Jay Gruden <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jay, Jay uh, um, not Jay Gruden no uh, J- Josh McDaniels Josh McDaniels right let's go get Josh McDaniels McDaniels was a previous mistake uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Gruden, Gruden was, was a previous one. mistake and then McDaniels <laughs> was a current mistake oh I know they God. made mistakes I just got my, yeah. my mistakes mis- mixed up. Yeah, I, I there are certain owners that I just think are complete bobos mm-hmm. and will never win. And unfortunately for L, I think that the Raiders, Mark Davis is is one of those bobos. You judge him by his haircut. He's, he's no, I haircut. I judge him by his decisions. And and look, the, I'm not gonna lie. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but if the book had that haircut on it, Larry, you would not read it. It would not be a bestseller. You would not. You would. You would stay away. You'd think that book was haunted. What the hell is on but, the front of that book? But he owns the Aces, and they do great. Yeah, well, WNBA Vegas Aces, they do. Yeah, they I think fabulous. he's. I don't think he's nearly as involved with the Aces. Maybe. But then he needs to take a step back from the Raiders. <laughs> that's yeah, the he definitely needs to. If take they were there. That's the what Raiders. he needs to do. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Larry, you know it, you love it. It's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza. Easy for me to say. Number five. We're giving away over $10,000 cash prizes. All qualifiers get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance to win one of 10 Superbox prizes. Nice. Get your box for the big game by listening to mornings, DPH Ron Rothenberg, afternoons to Barton Hahn and the Michael K Show. This year's big game payouts, 500 in the first and third quarters, 1,000 at halftime, final score payout of two grand. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, and the brand-new Tullamore Dew honey, and Security Dodge. Come get some. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. Hardesty and Damon till the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. Head back to the phones. Dante is in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm actually mostly calling in about the Belichick talk, but I do have just a quick message for um, for the Knicks, but I'll get into the Belichick um, first. Even though, you know, he has a history of, um, you know, has the Super Bowls under his belt, which mainly Brady carried him to, but um, That's the thing true. I've always kind of heard about him, that he's like, difficult and a weird personality 
And I don't know, maybe his style is kind of antiquated, and I heard that he always wants a, a stake in front office. Maybe certain owners and GMs, like, they, they don't feel like dealing with everything that comes with it, and especially his last couple years in New England without um, Brady is like, may, maybe they feel it's not worth it as far as um, – with the Knicks go, great win. But I just have a quick message to Kenny Smith. You know, you didn't get the Nick job. You know, it's like you're better than that, bro. You know, you're making yourself look like a, a bitter clown. It's like do better. And, you know, that that's my call for tonight. Thanks. All right, Dante. Wow. I missed what Kenny Smith had to say, but it obviously wasn't good. <laughs> but, listen, Belichick had already indicated, going from reports that I saw, that he was – didn't wasn't gonna didn't want to be the GM that he would take a step back and just be the coach. So I think that's part of it. And and I I know we can have this. We can go back and forth with this. Did, did Brady need Belichick? Did Belichick need Brady? They needed each other. Of course. They I mean, this idea other. now. And look, you can say it, that one was more responsible than the other. But now to to now to go to the extreme. Well, he he carried Belichick. Belichick would be nothing at all. It's just silly. No, he, he they needed each other. Of course. They needed each other. You know. Um, so but I still whether is he old school? Maybe he is, but you know, up until the past couple of years he was winning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that's not old school is his ability to play defense. His defense is uh, still good, Gordon. That defense was still very good this year. The offense was brutal, but that defense was still very tough, very physical, very tough, and they lost games for their offense, not for the defense. Well, well, I would say this, uh, and, and it kind of disagrees with my point. I, it seems like teams agree with Dante. They they, yeah. they clearly think that Bill Belichick is is not that great of a head coach. Uh, they're not going to go out of their way to hire. They, they'd rather go the route of hire the young assistant, don't have to pay that guy nearly as much as you would have to Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick mm-hmm. is going to have a wide uh, amount of power within your organization. And clearly, to me, it's a sign that these organizations are not very well run, that you don't even interview Bill Belichick. But yeah. we shall see. I, I think, do you think that he can coaching, if he sits out this year, doesn't get a job to start the year, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think he's going to take a job in the middle of the year. Right. Will he be a candidate next year? Yes. I think he'll be more of a candidate next year. Interesting. I think he'll get more offers. I think. Because I think he will not say, I'm not going to do the AFC next year after been away after having been away a year. Mm-hmm. I think I think he would relax that. If that was indeed. I mean, in that play. guy's going to be going out of his mind. Oh, absolutely. He'll be going out of his mind. Mo- now, it's a good life. He can go on that boat and. Yeah. Spend summers yep. in Nantucket and everything. It doesn't have to worry about training camp, but that's that guy's life. He's been doing it since 1974. It's 40 years, Gordon. Tell me it's, about it. It's a long time, it's a Larry. long time. It's 50 years. It's even longer. <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum was on the Michael K. Show. So, uh, Mr. GM, Belichick not working for a year? I can't believe it. What do you think? Look, there are no guarantees that he's going to be, you know, 72 here in a couple, what, couple months. He's still Bill Belichick, though, right? He's still a guy that's been to, what, nine Super Bowls? Like, his career is going to go down as 
legendary as anybody's. He's developed countless Hall of Famers and coaches. You never say never, but I would be surprised that, you know, someone didn't take the offseason and, and meet with him maybe quietly, maybe a team that was, you know, thinking about making a change. I just think he's too talented, done it for too long, that I just would be surprised if we're saying, you know, we've seen him coach his last game. All right, Mike, why Morris over Belichick in Atlanta? The word is there were some people in that building in Atlanta that were going to be compromised if he went there. And, you know, Bill Belichick isn't going to go in and really play second fiddle to anybody. And based on his track record, that's not unexpected, much the way what you guys were just discussing with Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. And I think, you know, when you start connecting the dots, Ricky Morris is a very likable guy. He was the interim coach for 11 games in 2020. And I'm sure he left there with a lot of people feeling good about him. And I think this was a decision that made sense for a lot of people in that building. But, but if this is about control, then you just sit down and have that discussion with him. Why are you... Why are you limiting the, the possible success of your franchise because you may make a few people uncomfortable when you haven't won anything? Since they got to the Super Bowl, they've had one winning season. They won 10 games the following year, and since then it's been 7-9, 4-12, and 7-10. Sounds like you need a change. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sounds like you need a change, Jordan. Well, I would say it did always Atlanta did seem weird to me because I feel like he's the piece you go out and get him when you're trying to get over the hump. And I don't mm-hmm. think the Falcons are there yet. They don't right. have a quarterback. They don't I don't I don't know. Um I mean their defense seemed like it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I I I think it has a little bit of age on it as well. Right. Uh, I don't know. But um well I'll say this much for Arthur Blank. He did more than other people did. At least Belichick went in there twice and told yeah, him what he thought of yeah, his franchise. Le- right. Uh, yeah, at least at you least talk to that. him. You got a feel for uh, – but it's, it's wild that that the Falcons are worried about Bill Belichick. If, if the if the holdup was Bill Belichick coming in and, and upsetting the apple cart of people that were already there, the people that are already there have done a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, by having Raheem Morris as your interim coach, letting him walk – and then hiring Arthur Smith. Right. On X at Ant031-7751 says, I can see him going to Washington this year. They have the number two pick. And if he has full control over the whole building like he did in New England or sit out of the year and have his pick of teams, if the Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins, and Giants all move on from their current head coaches, there'll be a lot of opportunities next year, Gordon, for him. You would think. It seems like there's six, seven jobs every single year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enrique is in Long Island. Enrique, you're next on 98.7. How you doing tonight, sir? We're doing great, Enrique. What's up? Okay. Um, Belichick and Brady are like Coastal and Ali. Also, about Brunson and Randall, they both should make the play, uh, All-Star game. If um, if Brunson doesn't make it, he's going to snub the, uh, the, the other coaches and other players. And be and and have a great career this year. And, uh, I think they'll make the playoffs. They're a good team, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of Knicks basketball this year. And also about the call before, we said the Lions are going to beat San Fran. Nope, Fresco all the way. If they but they play the Chiefs, I'm going for the Chiefs. I hope the Chiefs win. But you got to watch out for Frisco. Got to go. All right, Enrique. Thanks for the phone no, call. Uh, Lamar Jackson Samuels. is our uh, no. 
Debo Samuel's doesn't play Gordon. This is not going to be easy. I know he's yeah. No, it might not be easy. No, it might be. It might be. I don't think the Lions are going to lay down or no, they're not fall apart or anything like that. But no, Lamar Jackson is our hope this week. That's a tough. That's a tall. I can't. I can't take another two weeks of this nonsense. (laughs) The whole. The whole thing. Really? Come on, Lamar. No Kelsey. Everybody. Little Kelsey action. Everybody. Little Swifties. Everybody is in your corner now. The brothers in on the act. Swifties. No Swifties. Everybody's so desperate for attention. In fairness to her, I don't think that that she's doing anything. She's just no, going she's to the not. game, and then they're putting her on camera because they they have to feed into the fan base. But mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing her so much. I know but. you're not, but I'm just saying that would be the that would be the oh conversation over the next two. Right. Weeks. That, well, look, the NFL can't get her to play the Super Bowl. Can't get her to to, to do the halftime show. They want no, her no, to. No, no, no. Yeah, they wanted to, but no. This is this is the next best thing. They still get. They don't have to do anything. That's right. She'll just show up. Pay anything or nothing. Exactly. You know, and I'm sure there's music. I'm sure her songs are being played in some stadiums around the uh, Mm -hmm. Kansas City. They'll figure. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about the NFL losing money. They'll figure out a way. (laughs) They'll figure out a way. They know what to do. By the way, Gordon, I said at the top of the show, I was thinking of the last time the Knicks looked so good about this. I was reminded Philadelphia when they beat Philly. Yeah, but this is the defending champs. I know, I know, but I'm trying to. This is not Philly who craps out the playoffs every year. Exactly, but I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying the last yeah. time they played this good, right? That the That's fair. That's fair. that was the Philly. That's the last time I was. That's the last time I sat with my mouth open. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, wow, look at this. Wow, that was fabulous. Look at that because that's why I was tonight. I was just like, they were on a different level tonight. Oh man, I, I, I just flashed back, Gordon. I was thinking about all those years I used to look at my Nick paraphernalia back in the day. And not and not just look at it like. I remember when I used to wear that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know when they were winning like, fifteen games. <laughs> uh huh. Twenty one games. Sure. <laughs> you know, and then more recently when, poor, Alan Hahn and Wally Zerbiak. And Al Troutwick would join me, after loss after loss oh, after loss. After gosh. Oh gosh, it was just like. Oh. And no, was, no, no uh, light at the end of the tunnel at that no point, light. right? No, it, was, it, was it a wasn't train. clear there was a what light the, there. No, no, there was a light, but it was an oncoming train. Yeah, unfortunately. And then your coach after coach after coach who you knew wasn't going to do anything. It was just like, what are we doing? We're trading draft picks away. Felt hopeless. Oh, and, 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 the, and the NBA mountain, oh. you can climb it quickly if you get the one guy. But to climb it, it's, it's impossible. It's very, very hard. You know, and, you're, and year after year, you're finishing – in the ping pong balls and can't get the one. And there were a lot of them that by this point in the season, it wasn't even like, well, it, it went down to the wire and we didn't make it. And then, no, they were, you, you knew by the time you were January, it was, yeah. it was done. It was done. It was just done. It was January. <laughs> it was <December. laughs> well, I was trying to, trying to be nice, Larry. I didn't want to. It was like, well, the Knicks aren't on Christmas Day like everybody else. <laughs> no, no. They have Christmas. They have Christmas with their families. That's right. Christmas Day, they were off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. Not even the noon game. No, no, no. No way. It is, when you sit back, Gordon, it's just like, to be relevant again, it's so nice. It just is. Gordon and I will continue to reminisce about the Knicks. And more next on 98.7 ESPN.